The OHP Uncut Podcast with Cannon. Hi, my name's Cannon. Welcome to Open House Party and OHP Uncut. First off, it means the world to us that you're watching today. Thank you so much. Imagine going through a breakup and then writing a song about it that blows up and then the person that it's written about inevitably finds out it's about them and starts blowing you up. That is the way that this happened today <laughs> with Rachel Gray, not to mention her story. It's incredible. How do you blow up on TikTok? Like, what is the key? So many great, talented people on TikTok trying to find that one key that will be their big break. And Rachel's got some tips on that as well here today on OHP Uncut. Uh, follow me on social at Canon Radio, spelled Canon with a K. Uh, subscribe to the channel for your chance to win a virtual meet and greet with your favorite artist. That's how we do it. We pick new followers. They get to interview their favorite artists on Zoom. Virtual meet and greet here on Open House Party and OHP Uncut. Today with Rachel Gray. Let's go. The OHP Uncut Podcast with Canon. How are you, Rach? I'm good. How are you? Do people call you Rach or am I the only dumbass that does that? People call you Rach. <laughs> okay, cool. Not <laughs> What are you up to today, Rach? Not much. <laughs> Just music stuff. That's about it. Just planning my next release. Planning your next release already. Really that's the crazy thing about the music industry. Like you get one out and you're you're pretty sure it's going to do well, but then you have to always think one step ahead of what's next. It's almost like, it's like constant pressure, right? There's no stopping ever, never, but it's great. It's a good pressure. I mean, you've got to look, here's some more pressure. Look at the, if you look at like what people say online about you. Here, they compare your voice to people like Olivia Rodrigo and Adele. No <laughs> pressure there. Pressure. Holy Man. shit. I love that, though. I don't even know that, but I love that. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm seeing comments like that all over the place. That's got to mean the world to you. Yeah, no, I've got the Adele a lot, the comments like that. It's great. That is insane. Adele, probably one of the greatest singers of our lives no it's like the utmost compliment for sure i'll take it any day <laughs> do you cover adele songs i do a lot what's your like favorite song from adele to cover i think easy on me but if i were to go with a throwback it would be probably remedy or someone like you remedy is one of my favorite wasn't that written by the guy in one republic i believe he wrote that maybe that's so i really funny i posted a cover when i was in high school of me singing Remedy by Adele, and that's how my manager found me. That is crazy. <laughs> yeah, weird. That is really, really insane. People yeah. can go find all these on YouTube. I imagine they're there, right? They're still there. They're still up. <laughs> <laughs> There's a million people watching that are on TikTok, and they're trying to break. That, that's how you break these days. Let's just face it. That's how you break. It, what is the key? What is the secret? And I, and I know people are dying to know because... For some people, they find that magic key, and with other people, they can never seem to find it. What What do you think it was for you? Yeah, it's funny. It's definitely different for everybody. For me, I think it had to do with the vulnerability aspect of my music and just being able to be vulnerable with everybody and allow it to be like almost this safe space, seeing me in every emotion, crying, happy, like, you know what I mean? So that was definitely one thing, consistency. And I call my fan base my friend base because I literally go live every day. I love talking to them as much as they love talking to me. So it's a cool little family thing that I've created, which I love. How did you get the confidence to step up and, and, and reveal these things about yourself? I don't even 
some of my closest friends I can't even talk to about my feelings sometimes. How, where did you get that kind of confidence to where you're able to open up and and tell the world about what like what's really inside your heart? It's weirdly easier for me to write about it than to talk about it. I normally write music about the things that I can't talk about, which is really weird. It's my way of making like an ugly situation into something pretty and then being able to share it. But the biggest thing is just knowing that there's one person that can't say that or doesn't know anybody relates to them. If I could be like that one person to be like, here, look, I am experiencing it too. And I'm in this world. And I like a lot of the time, it's this weird divide of like, since I have a following, you wouldn't really expect like normal things. And that's weird. When I used to look up to people, I was like, oh my God, their life seems perfect. So me now having a platform that I do, I like to show the imperfect side as well so that they're aware that everybody feels that way. And it's not just them. That is a, uh, that is a great answer. When you were um, young and, and coming up and getting into music, finding a song and you hear the lyrics and you go, oh my God, that's me. That's my story. That's exactly how I feel. Right. What songs did that to you? What songs made you go, holy shit, that's what I feel right here? There's so many. It depends. Like a lot of the people that influenced me like that are like definitely Adele. Alexander 23 released a song called The Hardest Part and it was about losing somebody. And I was like, oh my God, there's a lot of up and coming artists that I see that I'm like, you didn't have to write that. Like it, at least let me write it, you know, <laughs> like, not on, but I, I am actively finding new ones and I'm like, it just never stops. <laughs> Are you constantly like observing the world and thinking that could be a song, that, sh that should be a song, that should be a song. And then do you like write ideas down and go back and write about it later? Or do you experience something and then go, I need to write this song right now my note sheet is the most disgusting thing in the world it's like a grocery <laughs> list and then a random like sad line and <laughs> it makes no sense I'm 24 7 writing in my notes or something and then it always turns into a song but everything I do my brain is just like it needs to come into a song for sure like even if I'm watching a movie I'm like I could be inspired by that yeah saw that person a lot of it comes from conversation I have it's like everything in life that's Almost exactly what Olivia Rodrigo said to me um, regarding that same kind of question. What's the last thing you saw or emotion you felt that made you go, I need to write a song about this right now? A really fun one recently was I watched the movie 10 Things I Hate About You, which I've watched in the past. And I watched it again. And I was like, the poem at the end of that, of like the girl expressing it to the guy, I wrote a whole thing of like an extended version of that poem. No reason. I was just bored one day and I was like, that's a cool concept. So that's that's the most creative one recently. But Talk about how dare you. Um, someone broke your heart and, <laughs> and, and left you and then tried crawling back to you and you said no. Yeah, it was, uh, it was a situation where it was just he came back when it was convenient for him. And I was like, make that make sense. So I made it make sense. And I wrote a song. About it. <laughs> and how long did it take you to write that song? Really weird is that I didn't want to write. How dare you? I was like, I, I was in LA. I was doing a bunch of sessions that week. And that topic of conversation was definitely like lingering in my head, but I didn't want to bring it into a session. I was like, I'm not over it yet. Like I thought I was. So I was like, I don't need to write about it. Like, I'm good. It's no problem. And I get in the session, I explain it. And they're like, we're writing about it. And I was like, mm -mm. and they're like, mm -hmm. and then I <laughs> <laughs> so I really didn't want to write that one. But afterwards, it was the most like relief feeling. Ooh, is it relief? Is it cathartic? 
Yeah, it's it's like a chapter closed. If I write a song about it, that's like when I get my final closure. Does this person know that this song is about them? I think they have an idea of it. You think they have an idea. Why do you think, think they have that idea? It's pretty obvious. You know, like <laughs> it's you wear it type of thing. I think it's pretty obvious. And has that person reached out to you? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Did you reply back? Um, yeah. <laughs> did you confirm or deny or did you just leave it I, to no I left it up to whatever they thought boss move I <laughs> uh, love that how if many songs do you it, have written and ready to go for an album oh I have over like a hundred songs oh, right now oh my god yeah. what do you yeah. do I beat the the cool thing is like I beat a bunch of them so it narrows out a few songs and then I write more and I start loving what I've been doing more recently. So it's a weird thing, but I've, I have a bunch of songs worth for albums. I'm definitely in the works of stuff like that. Hopefully soon. How important do you think albums are uh, compared to even like 10 years ago? We live in a TikTok music society. Do people still, you know, yearn for that collection of songs that goes together and tells a story all at, at, at once? Or do you think it's more important to have, Song, song, song. That's a hard one because I think obviously in the past it was more appreciated albums, but like SZA's album that just dropped, I'm obsessed, you know, like. Oh my God, so still, good. Yeah, it still has its effect for sure when it's done right. But also with TikTok and everything, everybody kind of wants it the second you you post it. Yeah. Like I've had things accidentally blow up and I'm like, oh, okay, got to move <laughs> on it. For me, I love albums. The reason why I'm taking my time on it is because I want to make sure that it's actually a storyline that makes sense. And it'll be a whole entire story for everybody to listen to and relate to. So I think it's really important to look at albums when they're released by artists. I think it should be as important as it used to be, but I don't think it holds as much now. Yeah. Is that the major way? TikTok has obviously changed music. Uh, is that the major way you think that it's changed music or or is it more sonically? Songs have become shorter. It's the attention span. That's why people just want the singles. Like, second I post them and they're like, I don't care, release it. And then they're like, also work on an album. I'm like, you guys want me to release that? I can't do that right now. <laughs> like, what are you doing? So, no, it's definitely TikTok is definitely changing it for sure. Yeah. So what do you do when you have 100 songs you've got to dig through and and find ones that seem cohesive enough for an album. I mean, do you just sit down with your headphones on or, or like, how do you, how do you get in the, in the mindset to pick those songs out? That's gotta be so hard. It's like picking your favorite babies. Yeah, like, no, it's a challenge for sure. I've done a bunch of like random lists of what makes sense together. I've probably come up with like way too many album concepts and went through all my songs and made it work. But Something with me is I could write a song about something and if it doesn't relate to me at like a month later, I'll wait for it to relate to me again to release it because I want it to feel right when I'm actually promoting the song. Mm. Like I don't want to have to fake my way through the whole promoting of like, oh, I'm heartbroken when I'm not like that kind of thing. <laughs> so that's why albums are a little bit harder for me, but I have one in mind and it's still in the works and I still have songs to write and fill in the gaps with. So even though I have a hundred, I'm still working for more. And what is the most important thing for people to learn about you? What do you want people to take away from it? That's uh, a piece of your soul that you really want them to feel and know about. All I've ever wanted to do was help somebody on the other end. And once I realized I could do that through my music, it was just this kind of thing where if I could allow you to feel less alone 
and I could write a song that touches you the way other songs touch me and heal me. That's my biggest goal in life. So if you could cry with me, be happy with me, you know, that's all I've ever wanted. So just to know that you're not alone and you're not the only one feeling this is my biggest goal in life. Wow. That's got to be insane for people to reach out and tell you that a song spoke to their heart like that. When's, when's the, uh, do you have like a powerful story of someone that reached out to you and told you how much a song meant to them? I get um, Instagram DMs all the time and messages from everywhere. And I literally cry when I read them. There's people that have said I've saved their life and they never knew that they needed this. And it's the most like overwhelming feeling in the entire world, but also the most like, wow, <laughs> like how in the world did I just do that? Like as a little kid, if I ever told her that somebody just sent that to us, it's like, I don't know. I don't even know how she would react. <laughs> <laughs> When's the last time you played a show? I played a month ago, but I'm going on tour starting in March. Nice. Where are you going to go? Everywhere. Um, I start in LA and then I go to San Francisco. I know I'm hitting Nashville. I'm hitting New Jersey, um, Philly. There's so many. There's like 16 shows. I'm missing a lot right now. That's Boston. amazing. <laughs> yeah. When it people come away from that show after experiencing you live, what do you want them to feel? It's a different thing because I get to actually explain my songs when I'm live singing with them versus when I'm promoting a song. Yeah. So just the actual personal connection. I talk a lot at my shows with the people watching me. So it's a very like one-to-one, -one, very like personal experience with all my shows. So just to understand who I am, I think there's obviously, I write a lot of sad music. A lot of people don't know that I'm this bubbly, really happy human. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So it's a really cool thing when I'm actually like live in front of everybody, get to talk to them and explain everything and like kind of joke around. So just, it's more of like the same thing with the whole family thing. Just, it's kind of in person and it's a really cool experience. Well, I can't wait to catch you live. I can't wait to catch all the things you've written that you can't talk about. I'm looking forward to hearing every one of them. I appreciate that. And I just appreciate your time so, so much. Thank you so much. And thank you so much for having me. The OHP Uncut Podcast with Canon.